Hello, welcome to the Ilone Show. I'm your host, John Ilone. And in this episode, I brought on Eric Taylor and eventually Risk Eleven, if he can make it. Probably not, but who knows? He, there are loads of surprises in this episode that could happen. But as for our guest, she's from Washington, D.C., but currently lives in Santa Maria. She's an entrepreneur, inventor, author, producer, and student. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Kimberly Cloud. Hi, everyone. How are y'all doing today? Great. Yeah, so, we're doing just great. Yeah. So how's life? Life is going good. You know, I'm taking it day by day, moving forward, seeing the godliness in everything that I do. And I try to create a better me and a positive, you know, recreation of myself every day. Great. And uh, have you been yeah. up too much recently? Have I? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. Have you been up too much recently? Um, no, not really. What, what? Well, yes, a lot actually. I'm, I, you know, that's small talk. So let's get to the basics. I have been up to a lot, and um, I supposed to be doing a lot for the community with my um podcast that I have called the Kimberly Cloud Show. Okay. Tell me, tell me more about the Kimberly Cloud Show. I'm actually very invested in this. Okay, it entails um, me talking to people about their past, present, and future, and in between, and what they hope to doing in the future. So I am so happy with that, and I want to make sure that when it takes off, that I help the people involved that looked out for me and um, I also got an ambassador program for people that are coming on board with me being co-hosts on different days. They can get into the ambassador program where they get a certificate and six weeks from the date they sign up. And what that entails is being an ambassador for the Kimberly Cloud Show. Okay, great, fabulous. Wow. So, yeah. anyone you, you want to ask Eric? Hmm, is your last name really Cloud? I swear to God, it's Cloud, Kimberly and Cloud. And Kimberly is such a powerful name because you got to think about it. You know, um, you know, you got people in Asia named Kim and then you got Cloud like up in the sky that Jesus Christ flew up on. And you got Cloud, you know, iCloud, all these big time names. Ariana Grande got a perfume called um, Cloud um you know so many different clouds and so many different clouds it's a powerful name wow that's okay. a unique name too yeah i agree with that so tell me more about your entrepreneurial side of things well what i wanted to talk about that standpoint is is that i have uh three businesses. I have a cleaning business called Blue Cloud Cleaning Company, which I spoke with Damon John personally about. And he told me to continue it and don't let ever let anybody take you away from your dreams. I have that recording on my Kimberly Cloud episode. And um, I have genuinely Michelle Wiggs, which entails me buying um, wigs from distributors, different eccentric and powerful wigs not just any type of wig it could be a party wig it could be you know a business wig it could be a formal wig but wigs and toupees and all that good stuff for the clients and then you got wigs for success incorporated which entails me going out there 
for the community and putting wigs on all races, all genders, making sure that they can get out and put on a business outfit from 16 on up and get out there and become productive citizens in society by maintaining um, and looking for work in the area because there's too many jobs out here. And then um, I am an inventor. I am an inventor at um, with uh, Invent Health. I'm an inventor and I have plenty more inventions. And to be honest, y'all, I know the time machines came out already, but I'm creating my own one by 2094. I am 37. I turned 37 on 7-3. And by the time I'm 73 on 7-3, I want to have my own time machine. Wait, yo, wait. You're actually like trying to create a time machine? I swear yo, to God. I mean, hmm. you, you might have to okay. you might have to. Yeah, you might have to hit me up when once it's done because it's I, I kind of want to use it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> same. We are time traveler. If you think about it, we are time travelers because we 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 have a watch that we keep on our right side, and then we sit up there, get in the car, and if we go any faster, we get there sooner. If we go any slower, we get there later. We all are time travelers, whether by walking, plane. Bus, etc. Wait, so what year are you gonna have have this done again? Twenty ninety four, if not sooner. Oh, yeah, ninety four. That's that's a long time. Oh my god! Oh my god! I know. That's gonna, that's gonna take ages. That's <laughs> that. Listen, listen. No, I'll be seventy three. I have it planned. I'll be seventy three. I'm already thirty seven. A mirror image, and I turned thirty seven on seven three. I'll be 73 on 7-3. Okay. So I, wow. I'm still good. Okay. Impressive. Right. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Hit, hit me. Yeah. Me too. Shoot. I can't wait to see the first time machine. I'd like to go back in time for it. Yeah. To fix something. With a capacitor. The goal, the goal of the time machine, that's my ultimate goal. The goal of the time machine is to help people go back in the past and recreate and change their lives for the better. It's not to go back and have fun with Michael Jackson because you know you can do it that way. It's to go in your life and change your life, your past event, and you become your own bearer of your own life because there is a future copy of you, a present copy of you, and a past copy of you. And what I just said was in the past, and we're in the present, and my future self is watching and telling me what I need to say in order to think about the future Sentences I make. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> I'm a nerd, y'all. I'm a nerd. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I respect yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, I respect that too. I'm somewhat of a nerd too. Don't worry. Yeah. yeah. I, I, have an anime nerd. I have a yeah. question for y'all. Do y'all know anybody with a capacitor? Because that's one thing, one item I'm gonna need. Cause I'm not working with much money, but what I want to do is try to build it like start to build it. I already wrote out a prototype of how it should be. And I'm very serious about it. Like, seriously, I have, um, I know it needs a capacitor. I know it needs mirrors. I know it needs a camera, like a lens, certain lenses. I, I encourage you that what I tell you, maybe you should go out there and try to build your own. Then um, a capacitor. And then, cause when you deal with a camera, when you take a picture with a camera, the mirror is a triangular mirror. 
and it lifts up to let the light in the lens in order to take the picture and put the the light into the um actual uh film the film the chemicals on a film which makes an upside down picture of you which inverts to a picture of you so all we need is those chemicals and some thermal wear so that you won't get burnt because of the electrical currents and you have yourself a time machine my friends hmm. and uh, oh yeah oh yeah we got the watch watch timer calculator oh yeah that makes sense yeah yeah <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't think i know anybody with one though but you know if i if i find someone i'll, I'll let you know yeah okay. same here Thank i'll you. i'll certainly let you know if there are people with that kind of resources i'll 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 message you and uh find a way to like give them over to you and yeah go over the flow thank yeah. you You're so i've heard you're an author have you written any books recently? Yes, I've written, um, this is going to be my third edition of the same, um, the same episode, well, the same book called Life of a Cloud, a short story by Kimberly Cloud. And it entails me talking about nonlinear excerpts of my life growing up in poverty, because a little bit about my life, um, I grew up on a slave plantation in Billingsville at, and went to school at Billingsville Elementary where I learned how to play the violin and cello at the, in the fourth grade and fifth grade. But I only can, I couldn't read music. I could uh, sing and I can hear a tone and I can make a tone back. Sort of like aliens calling out to us through music. You know, you got NASA that sit up there and make signals that goes out to the satellites that go out to planets and then they beam back information. So I couldn't read it, but I can hear it and harmonize with it. And I had a blast there. I had so many different orchestra events, but it was still a slave plantation and it was still evil out there. And I lived in poverty and um, growing up, um, my sister was it, you know, we had conflict and dysfunctionality in this best, you know, at my um, age that I was in, I feel like I was wrongfully mistreated. But I look at those as life's learning lessons, because you have to say to yourself, you know, despite everything, you know, you have to move forward and not let little things, you know, that you're, you're still alive. You're still well. Learn from the lesson. Don't let it bother you. Don't let it use yourself cry off of it. Just continue to move forward. So I moved to South Charlotte Middle School where um, I said, I'm not going to tell the whole story, but I'm just telling excerpts. So when I moved to South Charlotte Middle School and started going to school there, I, I couldn't read music and the requirement was to read music in class so that kind of broke me down because i love playing the violin and cello and so um i i didn't quit school but i stopped going and my mother decided that she seen the potential in me so she decided to homeschool me from seventh grade on to 10th grade and when i got to when she passed away when i was uh 15 um i moved back up to dc where i I um, went to the 11th grade instead of the 10th. I was between the 10th and 11th grade taking 9, 10, and 11th grade classes to graduate by 2002. 
And I thought I was going to end up graduating in 2003, but I ended up graduating on time in 2002. And then um, after I graduated, I went to the military where I served my country proudly. It was some funny moments, some sad moments, some great moments. And I had a beautiful time in the military. It took me to places I never thought I would be, like Korea, Hawaii, um, Florida. I've been able to travel all up and down the East Coast except for Canada and uh, New York. Um, what else? I was able to go to... Uh, when I went to Korea, I had such a blast. I spoke with the Katusas. I ate some kimchi. Even though I didn't like it, I still respect the Koreans. Their name is Kim as well. Some of their names are Kim, 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 because they, Kim is such a great, powerful name. And I had a blast with them. And then um, when I left, I came to Fort Campbell, Kentucky, where I was pregnant. And I ended up having a wonderful, beautiful boy. But... He was two pounds and eight ounces and he was the size of our, the diaper was the size of the cell phone, like half of our, uh, uh, of an iPhone eight. That's how small he was. And, um, I, I, I had him alone. I had him alone and I had, I, I thought I had this thing on the wrap and then I got into, uh, using cocaine and I'm just being honest. I got into using cocaine um, I didn't love myself. I didn't, I, I thought that the drug loved me and I gave up on motherhood for a little bit. And so when that happened, um, I started being a call agent for AT&T two times. And then I became a counselor. I said to myself, what am I going to do with my life? So I became a drug counselor. Um, I became a drug counselor for 50 clients for three years, I counseled 50 clients a month and I would counsel them about drugs and interventions and things. Then I went to another drug intervention because I was a drug counselor trainee and it was called addictions counselor trainee. And after that, I decided that I wanted to do something more. During that time, I was, I. I found out that I was able to get some benefits from the military and they gave me benefits. And so I invested in myself and that's how Blue Cow was founded because it was founded on the military having faith in me. And just to let y'all know, big shout out to the U.S. Army. Whoop, whoop. And so, you know, um, I sat up there, we would sing cadences, y'all. We would be like, whoo. And we're like, airborne. It's just, it was, we, we tried to see who was loudest. And it. I had such a wonderful, wonderful time. And um, I used to sit outside in the rain, have to stand in the rain on call. It, it was, it was like our drill sergeant ended up dying, fake wise, dying because we had one, we were at war in our last very exercise, we were at war because this was during 2000 and after 2001 to 9-11, 2001, we were at war. And so we were training for it. And one of our um, soldiers, one of the soldiers, he slit his throat with a marker. 
And I was, we were laughing. It was so funny. He was like, that's a good soldier right there. We were just joking. <laughs> and so um, that's just one of the many instances. And so after that, I decided like the money thing, I got the money. I sat up there and I um, got everything I needed with Blue Cloud. And then I graduated to genuinely Michelle Wicks where I had a rack of wigs. I then um, became homeless because my husband put my soon to be ex-husband. I haven't been by the courthouse here yet. He put a gun to my head and went downstairs and pulled the trigger, which I have on the ring device of him shooting the gun off in the middle of the night while children are sleeping, you know, shooting the gun off. And then I have him recorded saying that, um, he was into he he's he's into different he 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 he's done a lot of sinning. I just put it to you like that. I don't I I don't know who your audience is, and I I just put it to you like that. He's done a lot of sinning, and you know it, it's going to catch up with him. And so anyway, um, after I was on from going from shelter to shelter, I went to Wilkes Bar, PA. I was living in a five bedroom house, three bath with a, a, a hardly any expense car note and insurance because I put a large down payment on my Traverse, my 2020 Traverse. And it went from that to a 2021 Chevy Malibu. And what happened was um, I was homeless and I, I, I was going from shelter to shelter to shelter and I couldn't find what was home. He was following me all over Pennsylvania and something happened June 6th of 2021. I was at the um, VA hospital and I sat up there and I walked in there at eight o'clock in the morning. I sat up there when I walked in there, I went to patient advocacy. I said, hey, look, I'm homeless. I need help. And this is the Philadelphia VA, not Santa Maria VA, but Philadelphia. Let's clarify that. So when I walked in there, I was like, I need help for homelessness. They said, okay, here's a number, call them. I called them 10 times. They hung up on me every time. It was a dud number. So when I went back in there, I asked to speak to her again. She acted like I, she gave me enough information. So I asked to speak to the manager, which he referred me to um, the, um, it's been a minute since I told this story. He referred me to the head of the chief of, um, the VA department of the VA in Philadelphia. And so I went there and I spoke with them and they sat up there. I spoke with the assistants because I wanted to speak to the executive director. That's who it was, the executive director. And their assistants sat up there and told me to go to social work. So mind you, it's one o'clock now. I go to social work, still awake. I'm getting angrier and angrier, but I'm holding my cool because I know it's a process with the military. But what happens is I do medicinal marijuana, but I was not high. I would never wreck and jeopardize a child life or anybody else's life by getting high and putting myself out on the street like that, especially being in a town like Philadelphia. You have to be on alert because it's called Philadelphia. So I sat up there and um, spoke with the head of the social work department. And she said I could stay in a place called Hub 
housing. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll stay. And it was housing for soldiers in the, at the VA. So I was like, okay, I'll stay there. Say, they said, go downstairs and get your bags. So I went downstairs and by this time it was 4.30 and they leave at 4.30. So I went to go get some toothpaste and a toothbrush at the PX, which is a store for the veterans. And they called me on my phone, the head of social work, talking about, you have to leave now. You're intoxicated. You have to leave. Nobody breathalyzed me. Nobody arrested me. Nobody only told me that I was intoxicated. Nobody cared that I was homeless. And I, that was my very first day there. I did not bring no drugs onto the, pro, to the property. So that's what really made me mad. And I, I was so angry. I went to the police, the military police. And they told me to go to a shelter. And I went before I went to that shelter, which was closed and had to go to the raggedy is shelter. I went to the emergency room where I contacted the White House and told the White House what the VA was doing. And I have that all on camera and all on my webpage at Kimberly Cloud. And I told them June 6th what was going on. So I left. I had to leave the emergency room early. And when I left there, I sat up there and I went to um, this shelter where the mats were three feet long. Mind you, I'm five, six. And there was no blanket, no pillow. It's people two feet to one feet. COVID is going on. People is bed bugs. And I'm like, what have I got myself into? I didn't even take a shower, dude. I, at three o'clock in the morning, I left and went back to the VA. And while there was danger, while there was danger out there, because there was a guy out there called Bite Man that was just shooting people out on the street randomly with a mask on and a bicycle, a moped. So I left and I'm driving at night and I get there and a doctor at the emergency room say, well, we know your game is cloud. I said, what game do I have? I only been here a day. I said, all my doctors like me. He was like, if you don't leave, I'm gonna have the police escort you out. So I sat up there and I contacted the White House again. And this time I contacted the FBI. And this time I contacted um, the police, which the police in Philadelphia hung up on me. And so I sat up there and told them what was going on. This was after the fact of what they did to me. I'm almost finished. So. I sat up there and I told the police and I, 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 no, I went out to my car and I cried. And then I went back in there and I had to lie about some, some issue that I had that I know I have. So I said I was having stomach issues. So we get back there, which this is all recorded. I recorded everything. Even Facebook keeps recordings of everything. So it's going to come out what happened. So I get back there and they set me up. They, they said that I needed, because I told them initially that I needed to speak with a social worker because I was homeless and I had no money and I couldn't afford to stay at a hotel room. That's their job to help you. Instead, what they do is they get two police officers, three nurses, and a doctor just standing there. They grab my arms. They grab my legs. They throw me on the freaking medical bed. And they give me three shots of something and knock me out. I woke up. I never hit. 
I have it all recorded what they did. I never hit them. I may have cursed them, yes, but they all deserved it. They all deserved it. I never hit. I never threatened to blow up a building. I never threatened to blow them up. I never threatened to blow up myself. Those are the three major things that's that's the issue in the world that will get you locked up and make you go upstairs to the sixth floor. And I never did any of that. They snatched my phone illegally and they threw me on that mat, that, that medical bed. And so I woke up with my legs open and my shoes off and my arms open. They acting like they don't know what's going on. And then I go up to the sixth floor for two weeks where I ended up getting um, raped. I ended up getting raped because I ended up having to lie my way out of getting, staying in there this time because I know I asked everybody in there how long they've been in there. And some said six months, some said seven. And thank God to Dylan Kibo who helped me through this whole thing. I was calling him, I was calling PBS, I was calling my book writer, everything. And so... I sat up there and um, I left, got raped. And then after that, they were following me. They would scramble my GPS and I would be driving around and my GPS just start messing up. And one day I was driving on the road by the airport in Philadelphia on the outskirts of Philadelphia. And they, some of the African people there set me, tried to set me up because there was a car on the left-hand side and there was me on the right-hand side driving, and then everybody else was going around, and he was in park, but as soon as I went around, he hurried up and put his car in drive and tried to get me to crash, and that way, they, I would have been on foot. That way, I wouldn't have been able to speak, and my very last day in Philadelphia, I had to spend the night in my car because of these rinky-dink shelters, and I would like to say that I'm coming for a couple of people in Philadelphia because um, the voice, she could have helped me. They kicked me out prematurely. And I'm telling you, that was just so wrong on so many levels. I, I like, and then um, after June, I was searching for a shelter after shelter after shelter. And I finally got my own place. I finally got my own car. It's not a 2021 Chevy Malibu but it will do. I sat up there and um, I've been, um, I'm at Allen Hancock College doing good. I studying for film. Um, I'm in who's who. I'm trying to write a documentary for somebody. I'm trying to write a documentary about my life. I'm a producer at Santa Maria Community Television and Santa Barbara Television. I'm an inventor, author, writer, blogger, podcaster, entrepreneur, mompreneur, and an in, in, in invention of many, put it to you like that. So thank you for letting me speak. You're welcome. Wow, that was, quite, that was really quite the story. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Anytime. So um, where, where do you see yourself 20 years from now? Wow. I see myself around a bunch of angels. And not in heaven, literally, but literally around a bunch of people that I, they may not be blood related, but they actually are blood related. I say that to say, love thy neighbor, love your, your people, whether we have different cliques.
that we hang out in. And we need to learn how to step out of that box and hang out with somebody that you know need you. If you need somebody, this is National Need You Day. We need people out there to help people, especially what's going on with Ukraine. You know, um, I would say let's go, Brandon. Oops, I just said it. You know, what's going on is just wrong. You know, Putin, you know, and Biden, I don't know. What's, Putin is the Antichrist to me. And, you know, Hitler was definitely act like the devil. And you got Biden that left equipment over there. And it's just, to get to the point, you know, I, I'm just saying everything I need to say in this episode because I, I want them to know that we need to come together. We need to come together. It's Putin being the Antichrist, killing women, innocent women, innocent children out there is wrong. And my heart doesn't stand for that. And he just killed a journalist. My heart goes out to him and his family, how they have to prepare for the funeral is wrong. Absolutely. Yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I definitely agree with that. And that is all we have for this episode. It was great having you here, Kimberly, talking about... Wow, a lot of things, especially especially your entire life story. That that was the main highlight of this episode. It was mesmerizing. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. I know. It makes you want to laugh, but it also makes you think, and it makes you say to yourself, "Wow, man! Like, did did that really happen to her?" It makes you second guess, but it's like, why would I have to lie? Why would I go on a podcast just to lie and discredit my name when I have so many? Credible magazines. I have over 45 magazines out there. I've talked to Damon John. Damon John believes in me. Um, who else? Um, Kevin Harrington's team believe in me. So many Dylan Kivo's team believe in me with Authority Titans. So I have a lot of people that's hype. By Beyonce, Jay-Z wrote out to me. Like I have a lot of people behind me. Yeah, I cannot I really can't argue with that. That's a lot of people to defend your to defend your name. That's Quite impressive. Yeah. Yeah, that is quite the protection, really. I like that. I respect that for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad to see that you're doing well for yourself. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. And thank y'all out yeah, there same. listening. You're welcome. And until next time, stay tuned for more.